Grace, mercy, and peace be unto you from God, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. We confess, I believe that God has made me and all creatures and still takes care of them. That's what we confess. But to be honest, we don't always act like we believe that God takes care of us. Do we or do we not get worried and stressed? If you never worry or never get stressed, then you have a faith that is much stronger than mine. I worry, I get stressed out, and unfortunately, I don't always handle my stress in the best possible ways. I usually take it to the Lord, I almost always do, but usually I take it to the Lord after I have already lost my temper or fallen into some type of sin. We have had we have a hard time believing that the situations that we find ourselves in are ordered by an omnipotent loving God. Sometimes we act as though we are all by ourselves in a boat that is a long way from the shore being beaten and tossed around by dangerous and threatening waves. We see no help from anyone, let alone what seems to be a distant God. That may be how we sometimes feel, but ever since we were conceived in the wombs of our mothers, the Lord has had his eye on each and every one of us. More than that, the scriptures say that you were intricately woven in the depths of your mother's womb. And since that moment, our God has never lost sight of you. I believe that God has made me and all creatures, and he still takes care of me. Yet there are still times that we ask, If God has made me and all creatures, where is he when the going gets tough? Sometimes the demands of my life, they push so hard until I just lash out by indulging in some sort of of sin to escape, or I go into a depression, or I lash out at those who I love most in anger. Yet, when stress, worry, and doubt, when we stress, worry, and doubt, we act, it's as if we are saying, I don't believe, (laughs) Samuel, (laughs) just to call him out. (laughs) When we do these things, it's, it's as if we are saying, I don't believe that God is with me. Or I don't believe that God loves me. Or even if he does love me, he's not, he's not big enough to take care of me in this situation. That's what doubt really says. God, I don't think you can take care of me. At least not in this place. Now we're all guilty of feeling this way and acting like this way. Even Jesus' disciples. Our scripture lesson today 
starts out right after Jesus fed the 5,000. It says he and his disciples, he had his disciples get into the boat and go before him to the other side while he dismissed the crowds. And after he had dismissed the crowds, he went up on the mountain by himself to pray. When evening came, Jesus was there alone. But the boat by this time was a long way from the land, beaten by the waves, for the wind was against them. From Matthew's eyewitness account of these things, we see a couple of things that we can notice. One, after the great victory of feeding the 5,000, Jesus immediately sends the disciples away. The word immediately stands out to me. It seems to signify that Matthew and perhaps the other disciples would have liked to have stayed with Jesus, basking in the afterglow of this tremendous miracle. But no, they had to immediately get into the boat by themselves while Jesus dealt with all the crowds. The next thing that seems to pop out in our text is that Jesus was alone and the disciples were alone apart from him. He seemed to leave them, send them out by themselves. He put them in this situation that was going to be very difficult for for them. The boat that they were in was a long way from the land and it was beaten by the wind. Now you may be beginning to wonder, what's your point? (laughs) Well, the disciples knew that Jesus had pushed them into a tough situation while at the same time he abandoned them. They were having a tough time believing that God created them and all creatures and still takes care of them. Now, chances are Peter and the fishermen of the group would have encountered waves like this before. Perhaps in previous situations, they would have said, nope, this is not a good time to go out. But I bet you, Matthew, at least, was scared. Remember, he was a tax collector (laughs) before he met Jesus. I mean, he's he's a money guy. They're not known for great adventure. Nothing against money, guys. We all need them. But they're not known for like awesome adventure, like life-defying things. He wasn't accustomed to this type of danger. Nonetheless, the waves, they were very difficult. And these guys had no power to overcome them. And moreover, in their struggle, they felt separated from God. Can you relate to their situation? We sometimes wonder, where is God when I need him the most? And why does he have me in this situation in the first place? Like the disciples, we sometimes think and act as if we are all alone. But the truth of the matter is, the disciples were not alone, and neither are we. In the fourth watch of the night, Jesus came to them walking on the sea. But when the disciples saw him walking on the sea, they were terrified. And they said, it is a ghost. 
And they cried out in fear. God was coming to the disciples in the midst of their struggle. He put them in this situation and he was not leaving them alone. But here's the thing. The disciples did not have the eyes of faith to see Jesus in their situation. When they saw when they just saw him walking on the water, they thought he was a ghost. Now here is proof that they really thought that God had abandoned them. The next line says they were terrified. If they believed that God had created them and all creatures and still takes care of them, they would have recognized that nothing in all of creation could separate them from the love that God has for them in Christ Jesus. Not even a ghost. But they, like us, saw only what was right in front of them. And they failed to recognize that if Jesus put them in this situation, and he did, he was going to see them through it. Immediately, Jesus spoke to them, saying, Take heart, it is I. Do not be afraid. What just happened here? God spoke his word to the disciples' fear. I can't tell you how many times I am reminded of a sermon or something that I have read in the scripture when I'm in the midst of stress, worry, or doubt. Unfortunately, when I'm reminded of God's word by the Holy Spirit, I often do what Peter did. I doubt even more. Peter answered him, Lord, if it is you, command me to come to you on the water. Jesus could have lost his patience here, but he is the Father's steadfast love for Peter in flesh and blood. And because of his love, he speaks his word to Peter yet again. He said to Peter, come. So Peter got out of the boat and walked on the water and he came to Jesus. By God's word, Peter walked on the water that had previously beaten tirelessly against his boat. The water would have been impossible to swim through, even for an experienced fisherman like Peter. But here he was, by God's word, walking on those waves. Jesus grabbed a hold of him by his word and called Peter unto himself through the water. Each of you who were baptized were called to Jesus on the water. Baptism is for you, your children, future children, and for all who are far off, whom the Lord our God calls unto himself. Before baptism, you were in the boat of this world that truthfully could go nowhere because of the waves of sin and death. 
inside the boat of this world, death reigns over all. But Jesus has come to you in the midst of your situation and death has no dominion over him. Moreover, he called us out of this world unto himself on the waters of holy baptism. What a beautiful thing. And it was a beautiful thing for Peter to be walking on those waves. But when he saw the wind, he was afraid. And beginning to sink, he cried out, Lord, save me. Now we could get on Peter here. We could get on him for all of his doubt. Even though, but we can relate, can't we? Even though we are God's children, we still have times in this life when we sink. And we can all learn from Peter in this moment. We can share his confession. Lord, save me. And Jesus immediately reached out his hand and took hold of him, saying to him, O you of little faith, why did you doubt? Now nobody dares to answer Jesus here. But the answer is simple. Peter, like us, dwelled more on his situation than on his Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. We understand why Peter doubted, because we all do it. Matthew continues his narrative. And when they got into the boat, the wind ceased. And those in the boat, they worshipped him, saying, Truly you are the Son of God. This is an amazing thing. The boat, the, the vessel that was moments ago a place of struggle, worry, doubt, and fear. Do you see what that boat became? A church. A church. Jesus called Peter out of the boat unto himself through the water, and when he placed him back into the boat, it became a place of worship. God has called you to himself through the waters of baptism. He has called you from a life where struggle, worry, doubt, and fear reign. He has saved you through water and the word. The ways of death and destruction, they are no match for your God. And look where you are. You are still in the boat of this life, aren't you? But because of Jesus' presence in your life, you are no longer a child of destruction. You are a member of the church. You are God's child. When two or three of you are gathered together in Jesus' name, he is with you no matter where you are. You are his church, the body of Christ. So when you start to worry, doubt, stress, and fear, which you will, 
maybe before the day is over. <laughs> I want you to remember a couple of things. One, God himself directs your steps and you are where you are for a reason. A reason that God alone may know. But you are there for a reason. Two, he loves you. And he is with you every step of the way. And he is bigger than anything that you could fear in this life. Even death was conquered by him. By his death, he destroyed death. And by his resurrection, he gives new life to all who believe in him. You are not alone, my friends. God is closer to you than you think. And his love for you is greater than you could ever imagine. What could possibly harm us? The answer is nothing. Not even death itself. And now may the peace that surpasses all understanding guard your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus until he returns for you. Amen.